Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm John Markar. I'm Amy Shaw. And welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Welcome to this week's Driven Chat podcast. As you've heard from the intros, my name is John Marker and joining me as ever is Amy Shaw. Hello, John Marker. Hello. Now, at the moment, it's just two of us for this part of the recording, but fear not, dear listener. Uh, We also have two special guests that will be joining us in minutes, not even that, seconds, I should say, (laughs) because we're going to dive in and talk to Johnny Ambrose and the Reverend Adam Gompertz, both of whom have been on the podcast before. I'm sure all of you regular listeners are nodding, going, oh yeah, I really enjoyed those episodes. Well, you've got them both back again because they've joined forces for an amazing charity project called Auto Artists for Ukraine. Uh, They came and joined us in the office in our little studio and we thought, Let's give these guys a huge shout out because this is a wonderful, uh, wonderful project idea. I won't say too much about it now because they're obviously going to tell you everything you need to know. And as well included in the bio for this episode, you've got all of the necessary links for what you are about to hear. So we can sit back, Amy and I can sit back metaphorically for about half an hour (laughs) whilst we in reality actually record a podcast for half an hour. But you, the listener, don't know that because we record things in different times. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Isn't it, I think you've think got, got to confuse people a little bit too much now. It's, it's just like, magic. Um, it's like Interstellar when he's in the multiple dimensions. <laughs> to the listener, you're about to hear three parts of a podcast. You're getting it close to the end of the first, you're about to hear the second, and then the third. But in reality, they've all already happened. 
Hans Zimmer music <laughs> intensifies in the background. <laughs> I was wondering if, you know, it's meant to have that little, little jingle noise. And then it's like, I know, 12 year old John Marker, you know, that kind of like going back in time. But no, it's a time movement. It is. It, all it is, it's just simple time movement. <laughs> Don't allow yourself to think too much into it. Anyway, let's dive into this first bit. This is a real kind of in-depth, heart-to-heart conversation for a project which is just so important right now. Any support you're able to give will be much appreciated from us and also from Johnny and from Adam and from all the artists involved in this amazing project. Let's cut straight to that conversation and we will speak to you in about 30 minutes. Hi, and welcome to this next section of the podcast, or is it the first section? Welcome to this section of the podcast, (laughs) where Amy and I are joined by two friends, friends we've had before on the podcast. You're both coming back for your second time, and we're excited you're here. It's Johnny Ambrose and Reverend Adam Gompertz, who have teamed up for, as you've seen in the title, Auto Artists for Ukraine. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's very official. Gentlemen. Welcome. I was very was welcome. Yeah, to the slightly off putting, yeah. Sorry about that. I'll 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 start I'll smile as well and then I'll make it better. Yeah, apparently if you if you if you talk with the smile on your face you can hear that and they've actually done studies oh, about it. Right. So if you if you pick up the phone and you want to sound cheery, then actually smile and if you don't then don't. Right, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try again then, but smile, but really like over the I'm joined by Adam and Johnny who've come together for auto Artist for Ukraine. Was that Hello? Perfect. <laughs> Hello. Listen, did you hear that, dear listener? I was smiling. I was smiling. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank um, you. We, funnily enough, coincidentally, I was saying to Johnny before we hit the record button, on last week's radio show, we featured uh, in our final part, part three of our radio show, we, we mentioned this wonderful cause that you've come together for. And then purely coincidentally, about 10 minutes after we'd finished recording, Johnny got in contact on Instagram saying, oh, by the way, are you aware of this and can we talk about it? And I was like, ha, we have. But then we thought, let's get you both in to actually talk about this properly. It's definitely worthy of talking on the podcast about it. Thank you. Uh, Thank because you. there are some, some pretty bad things going on in the world at the moment and mm. there are a lot of very creative people who want to do their bit to make, make life less a bit bad. better. Exactly. <laughs> make it less bad. Um, so, yeah, I guess in your own words, who wants to take the lead and tell us how, how did this brilliant idea begin? <laughs> and Johnny's <laughs> just gesturing to Adam being like, you yeah. go. <laughs> um, Johnny's actually moving back slowly on his chair, isn't he? He's yeah, got a chair on wheels. Yeah. Um, I think, like everybody, we were both kind of watching the news, seeing all those images, um, feeling pretty useless that we couldn't do stuff um i think obviously you know yes we could have probably packed a van full of stuff and driven it over but actually that's not necessarily what they need Mm. um but yeah i think there was just a a, both of us in our kind of independent ways were kind of looking at what we were seeing and going well we've got to do something you know how do you how do we do something positive how do we get money to the people that need it and um and how do we use the one thing that we can probably both do, which is colour in? Um, how do we how do we use that in a in a good and positive way? If that's if that's what we've got, then then let's use it positively, really. And then there was a very long phone call, wasn't there? Yeah, quite a long, a very long phone call. Yeah, um, where we kind of thrashed it out, and um, and then Johnny did all the hard work, and um, and here we are. 
So it, <laughs> you make it sound so easy, but basically you've managed to get quite a lot of other people to give you some colouring ins as well. Ooh, I think <laughs> it's um, yes. We we have got a list of about hundred artists. Wow. And I think yeah. I think uh, who we've contacted. Okay. And um, I think at least 50 or 60 um, have, um, have been fantastic in their response, uh, very generous with their time mm. and the artworks that they're willing to donate, essentially, uh, for the British Red Cross, which is the charity. Um, and, um, and it's just been um, amazing mm. and heart, heartwarming to have that response um, for, essentially... The, the people of Ukraine, so people you, in need. You managed to pull this all together very, very quickly because, I mean, at the time of recording now, it's been 12 days since the, the, the war broke out. So mm. to get from that happening to us seeing these truly devastating videos and you know things going on in Ukraine, to then launch, or think of the idea to launch it, how that must have been something that was quite like we've got to do something right now things were moving very fast in the world as yeah. we have mm. seen and are still seeing um i think we first spoke you called me on the saturday yeah the 26th and um and we talked a few or three things and then we got together on monday with a very long call it was a very long call and, um, yeah. and brought our ideas and and kind of thought that we just needed to do something quite simple um, and straightforward to um, engage members of the public into and and artists and just get things out there. It didn't, you know, it, in the grand scheme of things, with all the horrors that are going on in the world, it's it's a small thing. We we, we acknowledge that, and um, but we wanted to do something positive. I don't think it's it's too small because what was it in the first like two three days you got over four thousand pounds worth of donations is that was that right have I got that yeah right? that was chiefly thanks yeah. to um, <laughs> Tim Lazell yeah. um, that's amazing and his fantastic contribution and and his clients and and, and buyers of course and that was just a standard that really kick started mm -hmm. things properly um, and it was really good I mean I, I've known Tim for years because we started out at very similar times. And um, and it was so good to have him on board. Um, and he's quite good at colouring in, isn't he? He is <laughs> quite doing good. the lines, yeah. which is good. He uses the paintbrush as he well. Is. He does, just, doesn't not he? Not just yeah. pencil. No, he does. <laughs> I think there's a general sense that everybody who's got involved so far, ha we've had so many people say to us, I really wanted to do something, didn't know what I could do, this is perfect, mm. and I can contribute. I think... Um, as we were saying, it, you know, you, you sit and you watch that footage come in. And, and I've got people I know in Ukraine. I'm on a Facebook group with them and they're a kind of, you know, one morning they appealed to us for any Kevlar vests. Mm -hmm. And you just think, my goodness, you know, here's me kind of worried about, you know, have I got enough milk in the fridge? They're, they're kind of worried about the bigger things in life. So, so I think if, if that was just me, multiply that by a, a lot of people... And everybody wants to do something. Everybody wants to get involved. And, and we said from the outset, both of us felt very strongly, that there needed to be a, an accessibility for everyone right mm. across the board so that if you wanted to buy something like a, a Tim Lazelle, and hey, who wouldn't, um, you could spend the big money to do that, which mm. was great because obviously that meant more money um, going to the Red Cross. But if you couldn't afford that and you wanted to buy a £50 piece of artwork, you could do that or a £20 piece of artwork. So there was, we hoped there was something for everybody because 
I think everybody, whenever they watch that stuff, they'd go, well, what can I do? Mm. And, and I think we've simply given them one option and there are, I know there are lots of other options out there, but one option of, of contributing. It is such a, it's such a wonderful way to raise money for any charity, really. It can be you know, great to just donate money. Okay, I've got money in my bank account and I'll donate it. But getting something in return for that, i.e. an excuse to buy a friend a work of art or an excuse to fill your own gap on the wall. I've always wanted that Tim Lazell print, so now I'm going to buy it. But lo and behold, every single penny of the money I'm, I'm putting into that mm. picture is going towards this fantastic charity i just think it's absolutely brilliant what's the i'd be fascinated to learn about that firstly that list of artists but also what people have been saying to you the artists that have come forward and said right i want to get involved what's been the main theme the main reason for them picking up the phone and saying i want to be part of this i think it's just i think it's a, a kind of community spirit of one wanting to do something yeah. positive yeah. um and because it is a humanitarian issue, humanitarian crisis. I obviously the you know the auto artist bit. It's quite niche, but I mean that's the kind of that is the niche we know. Mm. Um, but what's been really great is having the the breadth of different disciplines. So um, from illustrators to painters to photographers to um, sculpture, we've got some. Uh, yeah, it's just been a, a, amazing to see so much, um, so much variety. Mm -hmm. It's quite simple to say, well, you know, my, I don't know, my uncle likes MGs and somebody's done a picture of an MG, so I'm going to buy that. You know, the person buying the, the actual work might not be a car fan themselves, but they might know somebody else who mm -hmm. does. And I think we've said before, um, cars are just such a great way into community, to to making relationships with people, and to kind of crossing all kinds of boundaries that that perhaps shouldn't be there. And yeah, and I think um, we felt very strongly that it it just needed to be that open to people, um, yeah. and the fact that you can buy uh, an original Johnny Ambrose sculpture. Um, um, or you can buy, um, you know, a, a Tim Lazelle, or you can buy, uh, you know, um, something at, at at the complete other end of the spectrum. Just makes it accessible, and and there's something for everyone. Because I think I've probably said this before, but I think we all want to do something positive in this situation. Yeah. But it's the sense of well, what can we do? Mm. Because it just seems so massive and so beyond our control. But here's one simple thing that people can get involved with. Mm -hmm. And and particularly that, you know, whether you give 20 quid, whether you give a thousand pounds, you know, you feel that you've done something mm -hmm. positive to contribute. And I suppose the other thing that's quite nice, as, as John was saying about, you know, being able to have that either bit of art on your wall or giving it to a friend, a lot of these pieces of art that are being gifted um, or, or, you know, auction or whatever are all on the theme of blue and yellow. So people can continue to look at that piece of art and think, oh, no, mm. I, I helped do something there. And it's a, it kind of a, like a longer-lasting thing, I suppose, as well. Yeah, we did laugh at one point, didn't we? Because yeah, all we, we thought... got were blue and yellow. <laughs> and it wasn't deliberate either. <laughs> and it was just yeah. something that people uh, kind of ran ran with in a way. And 
I think I did say to people, it's just like, um, you know, if they were thinking, oh, I've got this blue and yellow piece or I've got a red piece, it's like, can I have the red piece, please? Just to create a little bit of balance, just so it, people then didn't think it had to be blue and yellow. Well, but of course... Because I ended up feeling quite guilty when I put in a green drawing. I thought, ooh, have I, have I stepped somewhere where I shouldn't have done this? It's not blue and yellow. I mean, the blue and yellow is just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and it's fantastic. And... and you know, anybody kind of contacts us and says, I've got this art to do and it's blue and yellow. Flipping it will take it, of course we yeah, will. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that is one of the things which we were very conscious of making it accessible yeah. for, for all. I think the second post that we put up was uh, for any artists out there to get in touch, to join us mm -hmm. if they wanted. Um, so it was inviting. Um, and we've had so many... Um, inquiries and contacts through people we didn't know and um, you know we've got artists from uh, so many different countries predominantly across Europe because there is such a, a cluster of artists within Europe and probably through our various networks and people we all probably follow on social media but um, we've got an artist in Argentina for instance you know and uh, who just got in contact and it's like yeah everything is welcome brilliant and is there when it comes to the artists selling the work does this all go through your own site or is it stuff that's done independently in their own site with the donation going across to the charity that way so the artists will deal uh, directly with whoever's buying their work yep and the person who wants to buy it will pay the artist and then the artist will put uh, donate that money online to um, the Red Cross and it's worth saying that actually since the war began um, the Red Cross have jumped in with a, another 11 12 charities and they're all part of um, the Disasters Emergency Commission mm. um, so there's a combined giving so um, I'm very aware that, that, I mean, we've had a few requests from people in other countries saying, well, you know, I want to give to the Red Cross in my country because mm. it's going in that, which is brilliant. And, and, and the fact that we're saying it's just Red Cross means that people can do that because each country has its own oh, yeah. Red Cross service. So, um, But also because the Red Cross is worldwide yeah. and they have got that existing um, uh, humanitarian aid structures in place and have been in place within Ukraine, um, particularly during the last eight years because the conflict's on been ongoing. Um, but we we did look into it, didn't we? Yeah. And we worked out that they had the clearest messaging as well about yeah. where the donation was going to, and it was going to people in the most need for food, uh, water, shelter, clothing, uh, medicines yeah. you know those the fundamental things mm -hmm. that uh, people need when uh, when they are fleeing conflict even things like um, power packs for phones yeah mm, of course massive yeah. need for those mm. um, uh, I spoke to somebody and they were saying basically we don't we don't actually need people to send us in stuff um, there are certain things we need we need power packs we need um, a way of uh, you know any phones that people can give us mm. so that they can basically then take those straight to the front line and various people can communicate with each other and I hadn't thought of that at yeah. all I, you know it just didn't occur to me um, but it, it's things like that so so the Red Cross are involved even at that kind of level really and I think um, both of us felt that it, it just seemed to kind of tick all the boxes really The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital
I suppose that's the the funny thing about this war in comparison to probably, I wouldn't say every war before now, but this will be one of the most digitally social mediaized wars mm. that we have ever had. And especially when you've got governments controlling what people can and can't see or what they are shown, suddenly the, the technology could either be a, a weapon in itself or a complete escape. So it's, yeah, things like power battery packs and phones and things, mm. it's something that it's, you know, maybe 20 years ago, it'd be, no, we need food, water, this, that, and the other. And now it's just like, no, this is also a necessity. Power packs are a necessity. So it's interesting to, to hear what, you know, people in Ukraine are, are needing. Um, but have you heard from anyone in Ukraine saying thank you for, yeah. for doing this? And Yeah, I've got, uh, I mean, an, an artist um, I know who, who is based in Kharkiv and, um, and she posted up a picture of where she grew up and where her mother had lived and it was... Um, you know, it was a, it was an atrocity. The half the building was missing, and um, yeah, you know that 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 really hits. You know, it's uh, you see it not at first hand, but it's uh, it's um, it's it's there. You know, and it's um, and you realise that these are just ordinary, innocent, you know, human beings, and that's why. On a humanitarian level, it's um, I, th- I think it's important to to try and do something positive, but kind of speak up for for what you you think is right as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that is the exactly as you said there, Johnny. That is the the reason that so many of us at home have seen what's happening on, and what's unfolding on the news, and, and given us that reaction of just wanting to help because. These are people that didn't sign up for war. These aren't soldiers Absolutely. that have opted in to go into battle. These are civilians that have found their own homes being shelled or mm-hmm. wives having to be separated from their husbands so that, that they can take the children over the border but the husbands stay behind. And you just think, you know, how on earth how on earth do you even start to process mm-hmm. that sequence of emotions and that desperation and fear and uncertainty? And we here sat in the UK, you know, sat at home, of course we sit and go what on earth do we do what do we do so the fact that you've built up this utterly brilliant foundation to sell artwork and be the solution for the people that just don't know what to do because yeah like you say we had this conversation about what do people need power packs or food or shelter do they need clothes if we don't know then the answer is just give the funds to somebody that does know and you have you've linked up with red cross who do know and yeah, I just, I just, I'm in absolute awe to both of you. I really am. I think this is such, such a genuinely fantastic project. I mean, I think we're just two guys who, like a lot of yeah. people, looked at the news and just went, "This isn't good." Yeah. You know, I think I've lost count of the times in the last two weeks where I've sat with my wife watching the TV, and she's just been in floods of tears. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, there was that. A news article the other night where the family of four had been killed, mm-hmm. you know, mum, dad, and two children, and the camera actually swept round and you saw their bodies on the street. Yeah, and you just think, my goodness, how do you, yeah, like you were saying, John, how do you even begin to process that? Mm-hmm. Um, but within the same time, knowing that what you're seeing isn't right and yeah. shouldn't be happening, and um, and what do you do with it? And so I think we're just two blokes who went well we can colour in or he can make stuff and he makes stuff very well um, but um, <laughs> he can make stuff and, um, and, and we'll just use that 
yeah you know i mean you could you could do it in any other way we're we're not you know sorry johnny but we're not that special are we no um, not no. at all not at all um, i think we're, we're we're just the kind yeah, of yeah we're just sellotaping it yeah. badly together in a way just to uh, and and lots of um of um artists peers have, have contacted us saying oh you know it's it's brilliant what you're doing, thank you. And it's I, I, I don't think that it's anything no. particularly special. It's a, and lots of people have said, oh, we we're thinking of doing something, and um, and can we join? And um, blah blah. Uh, it, I think it probably helps that there is a, a, a collective thing because it's um, under a kind of like a, an umbrella term, for want of a better word. But um, but I don't know. I would it's love. Just, do you know? What I would love. I would love some schools to get involved. Mm. I'd love some mm. kids to do some yeah. art. Mm-hmm. And if there are any kids or if there are any parents out there who are listening yeah. and want their kids to get and do some, we'll sell that art. We will, <laughs> yeah, because yes. I just think, actually, this is something that everybody can, you know, probably like you, I was a kid, I grew up drawing cars. I was a kid. You I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> clarified that. Um, no, you know, I drew cars as a kid. Yeah. And, and I love it when, you know, kids kind of draw stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and so if there are some kids that would want to sell, send us in some work and sell it, you know, through their parents, obviously, um, we'd love to do that because I just think it would be brilliant. It would just mean so much to have all ages involved in this. Um, and um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love yeah, to see that. Yeah, a good I think shot. that's a brilliant idea. So if people want to find more information about what you're doing, the artists that are involved and crucially where to buy, what's the easiest destination to send people i think probably well it started primarily on instagram yeah. so uh the it's auto artist for ukraine but with underscores in between um um we have got uh and uh, on twitter which you yeah so we're on twitter but to be honest um instagram seems to be the best place because it's so visual mm-hmm. and you've got all you know bless him johnny's been posting like a um a whirling dervish, you know, every time somebody puts um, a, a request in to, to sell something. Um, but that's where you can see all the art, plus the stories that we're running through that as well. And we're constantly updating that or our own profiles on Instagram. Um, you can also find them there. Yeah, that's that's probably the easiest place. Isn't yeah, it? because it just allows all, you know, all the artists to connect together and, sure. and also to cross promote as well, you know, to get the message or not the message, it's not really a message, but to to get the opportunity to somebody to buy art and, and you know, for that to, you know, 100% go to a charitable cause, to the Red Cross Ukraine Crisis Appeal, you know, it's it's just the easiest way, really, using and social media. This is probably a bit cheeky, but could we just say, and use the platform to say, just a massive thank you to everybody who's been involved? Cause, yeah, um, absolutely. A, you know, you can have an idea about something, but it only really works out when other people get behind it. Yeah. And and yeah. everybody um, who's sold something, who's bought something, who's passed a message on for us to say, you know, you guys allowing us to come and talk about it here. Mm. Um, different people who've just spread the word and said, go and check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we couldn't have done this without all of you the money wouldn't be there without amazing generous artists and buyers yeah. doing that we we just had an idea everybody else ran with it and it's it's that that's made it what it is today obviously we want to keep it 
going to some degree because they're not just going to need money now, they're going to need money mm. next week or, or the week mm. after or the week after that. So some people are going to end up with lots of auto art on their walls. <laughs> it's going to be like crowded. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, without people such as yourselves and all the others that have contributed, mm. this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't take it as a, a cheeky request at all. I think it's, a, it's an essential part of the cause. It, we need as many people talking about it. And I hope that everybody listening now is searching for the social media profiles. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're sharing it. Um, make sure that everyone in your own following knows about this fantastic charity, this ch fantastic project. If you yourself can't afford to buy something, maybe somebody you know can. So if you can't spare the cash, maybe somebody you know can. So you're, you just spreading the word is is all this mm. needs. And I think it is wonderful. And, and as we've said time and time and time again, both on the podcast, both on the radio show, the thing that I love most about this automotive industry is the community of people mm. behind it. Mm. We're all in it because we love it. We Absolutely. love cars. Yeah. We love motorbikes. We love adventuring with things with EV motors or good old-fashioned fuel-burning machines. <laughs> and it, because of that inherent passion that a lot of us have had since we're children, we are part of this and lucky enough to be in this world. So the more we can do to keep talking, keep sharing, keep spreading the word and yeah, filling those walls with some fantastic art, the better. Okay. And if anybody wants to give me an alcoholics GTAR, then um, please. Um, <laughs> you know, um, no, um, but, yeah. but, but also, I think it's, uh, you know, if there's other artists which are listening to this podcast and yeah. you haven't got in contact, please get please in contact get uh, because uh, the more the merrier for a trite expression. But, uh, but it is all about the... The, all the artists that are contribute, yeah. like Adam yeah. said, you know, it's um, without everybody contributing their time and their energies and their work essentially, and very kindly donating that, and then obviously the process going through. But yeah, the, none of this would have worked. So yeah. it's um, so that is the most important thing. And I think it doesn't matter what your medium is, what mm. your speciality is. You know, it doesn't matter if you've been doing it for six months, a year, 10 years, 100 years like Johnny. Um, <laughs> uh, steady, no. steady. Um, it, 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 you know, we just want people to get involved. And and certainly I'm thinking mm. that I'm probably going to try and do a, a range of little biro doodles for, for a tenner or 20 quid Brilliant. so that, that if you've only got a, t a free tenner in your wallet, and we recognise, it's worth saying this, we do recognise that, Times are hard. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. living expenses have gone massively up. I've filled my car up today. I think I'm going to need a mortgage to do it next time. Um, so we recognise that people can't necessarily give massive amounts. Sure. Um, so we're grateful for anything. But if it means that you can have a an original doodle from the Rev or a, um, you know something from somebody else, you know, Stefan Marjoram did a brilliant little video the other day, didn't yeah. he? Um, as only Stefan can. And, and it's stuff like that, you know, again, it's that accessibility, really. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we will include in the bio of this podcast all of the social media handles as well as the web URL. So um, if you've already forgotten, don't worry, scroll down. It's all going to be there. I'll also include your own profiles, gents, because, of course, it, again, I want people to make sure that they're, they're following the founders of this and, and they're favourite artists that are involved as well I think it's because you're both very lovely people so I can't imagine yes. that this will be the last wonderful cause that you guys work towards well, so. no but it, it isn't about us in the no. slightest no. that's what no, I say it it's yeah. about all the artists in our community which and the people who are buying it yeah you and know. the people who are buying it it's, it's that 
it's generosity that works on so many levels. Yeah. And the people that have shared it. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, this is not the Johnny and Adam show. This is, no. this is a group of people coming together and going, actually, mm. this is really nightmarish situation. Let's do something positive. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, good for you both. Thank you both. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And yeah, long may we continue with this. We'll, you'll have our continued support for as Thank long as you. this wonderful Thank cause keeps Thank going. You. I really mean that. Thank you both. Cheers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, we're back. We're on the other side of that. Interstellar. Very interstellar time warp, <laughs> which some of you might have tuned out of and gone, what are you talking about? <laughs> Here we are. Thank you so much for listening to that section of the podcast. A huge thank you again uh, to Johnny and Adam for joining us to bring us up to speed with this amazing project. The one thing that we didn't actually mention in the conversation with them, which is incredible, um, just to make you aware of this. So as Amy, as you pointed out in the recording, the war started from today. So we're recording this the 8th of March. 2022 the war started 12 days ago the charity was founded on wednesday last week so we're not even on seven days yet we're on five days the charity has already raised ten thousand pounds that's ten thousand pounds worth of revenue has gone through from people buying works of art already and we hope that that just keeps growing and growing and growing which is yeah it's absolutely brilliant so yeah do what you can if you can afford it go and buy yourself some art go and buy some friends some art or if not, just fire on that link to the social profiles on the website to you somebody like that can. Pool, pool your funds into like the office funds. So you all yeah. kind of like bought, buy something for the office. There we are. That's the way of doing That's it. That's such a good idea. Yeah, Thank if you, you work in a really boring, bland office full of white walls, then what would fill that white wall? Get everyone to chip in ten quid, and you can get yourself an amazing print, mm-hmm. an amazing painting, or something, or a sculpture. One of Johnny's sculptures, which are brilliant. Which, by the way, I went to the Morgan Three Wheeler launch week before last, and included we got goodie bags at the end Mm -hmm. included in the goodie bag was a johnny ambrose sculpture i got a surprise package delivered to my house which was a little i didn't know i was was going to have it i had also the little i didn't know it was johnny's i'm so glad you filled in that gap i just got a box that had a lovely little you know um limited edition thingy on it this is really special and i thought i don't know who made these or anything like that but yes it's johnny it's johnny i know i was so chuffed and i saw johnny at the launch and um, he said, oh, yeah, I've actually been up here for, for two days now. And I was like, oh, well, why? And he just kind of looked at me as if to say, <laughs> you'll know. And yeah, I got home and opened it up and there, there it was. A, a collection of lovely little trinkets and things with a, uh, a brilliant sculpture. Uh, so yeah, Morgan Three Wheeler. Sorry, 
I'm using the wrong name. I've misnamed it. You have misnamed it. It's 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 far more super than that. It is. It's <laughs> some would say three times as super. Oh, oh. Would they say that much? They would. Do you know why? Because <laughs> it's called the Super Three. Uh, yeah, I went along to the launch for that. Uh, I was invited very kindly by the lovely people at Morgan. Um, what a mad looking little thing. Absolutely brilliant. I'm sure if you follow us on social media, you would have seen it by now because I did upload a whole load of pictures from the launch. But also in last weekend's radio show, uh, we all took it in turns to have a go on the configurator and make our own Morgan Super 3. If you haven't already done this, what are you doing with your life? Because <laughs> yeah. this was the most, like I tried to do it quickly before we started recording, just so I had something I could think, oh yeah, you know, I tried this out and this out. I was, I think that was the reason why I was late, because I was just started playing with it and I was like, oh, I can have like either a clear screen or a yellow screen and then you can change the, the, the things on the side, the big like rectangular panel things, the mm. flat bits. Like, they're called blades, aren't they? Blades. Because when I, so I'm, you know, I'm quite chuffed. I got to see this thing about six months, a year ago, before, mm. um, you know, when it was in development. And they were talking about these things. And they were trying, I can't remember what they called them at the time. It might have even been Blaze, but they were discussing about the words of things you have to name on cars. You've got to be really careful because they're like, do we call them fins? Do we call them, oh. like, because the idea of blades, you know, it's quite, could be quite morbid. You know, you're like, oh, it's a bit Or I immediately sordy. think of uh, some sort of ice vehicle. Ooh. That would have blades for driving on ice. Interesting. Which these are definitely not. No. I was going more with, I think I went, I said to them, if you thought about like fish things, because they've got things on them, like fins. That was another thing we talked about. Fins. It's fins. a fin. Yeah. Um, or aeroplanes. And thinking about what did aeroplanes use in their terms, in their terminology. So they've gone with blades. Blades. It's good. I like it. It's which, cool. And how many of your friends, when you uploaded photos of your Morgan configurator, asked mm-hmm. if they were stretchers on the side? <laughs> Nobody asked no, me. I, three people. Three really? people that all work in the automotive industry. Three friends of mine went... Is that a stretcher on the side? I was like, no, it's for hooking on the panniers. Yeah, they're really cool. They are cool. I mean, I like the people who make the panniers. But yeah, they're, they're, you strap them on and then you can pin them down and then off you go. Uh, no worries anymore about the lack of luggage space in your three-wheeler organ. Exactly. Because it's super three, three times as much space, probably. I don't know. Don't oh, there's loads of space. They, yeah, because they've got a rack that goes on the back. My favourite feature is an external cup holder. What? It can <laughs> be attached to one of these but blades. Surely your, your coffee gets really cold really quickly. Well, so nothing makes me angrier than... An external cup holder. Boiling hot coffee. <laughs> really? But you drink your coffee black. It's always going to be I boiling know, hot. But I can't... But I, Unlike some people in the world, I don't want third degree burns when I drink my coffee. And I seem to find that if you go to certain, certain drive through coffee establishments are worse than others. Um, but there's a big American one with a green and white logo that tend to, for whatever reason, it feels like they pour the coffee, they then microwave it and they then pass it through a nuclear thermoreactor. And by the time it gets into my hand in the car, it's hotter than the sun. <laughs> so the idea of an external cup holder for that purpose... I think is brilliant because you can just sit it there as long as you don't forget about it. Because <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, driving along this time of year, early March in Britain, uh, it would cool down fairly quickly. But I th- I'm all for it. I think it's great. There's nothing worse. You, you must have done this. You're driving along. You think, oh, I'll have a sip of that coffee now that I got half an hour ago. Oh, no, it's still hotter <laughs> it's still than the sun. Really I've destroyed my taste buds for 10 days. Well, why do you, do you not like... I don't know if it's just like a man thing, because my other half does the same. You just, you go straight for the food in the face. And, you know, like when you pick up a bit of pizza and it's too hot to hold in your hand and you think, you know what will fix this? I'll hold it in my mouth instead. And then suddenly it's all the burning. Like, do you not think to yourself, 
I'll just blow it first. I'll just do a little, little tiny, you know, lip test to see how how hot it is. <laughs> you just go I, straight in. No, <laughs> yeah, the, I get straight blow. into it. But like, <laughs> so your other half will, you know, he's he's a hands-on. Uh, he, he's you know he's a he's a mechanic. He's an engineer. He's going to have fairly thick skin. I don't have as thick skin, <laughs> but I definitely don't associate what I pick up being as hot as it's going to feel to my tender soft tissue in my mouth <laughs> i just that's what i seem to have experienced but maybe maybe it's just the, the it's men just the, it's the, it's the, you surround yourself by leathery <laughs> leathery skinned leathery men, men that don't can't physically comprehend heat in hands versus mouth no. well i mean at least morgan have thought about you john exactly thought, you i feel what? like it was done for me subliminally i think it's <laughs> it a brilliant idea I've always joked about the idea of having a cup holder on a motorcycle, which logistically for many reasons doesn't work. But I've always thought, well, at least it would cool it down. And now there I was at the car launch and they said they joked about external cup holders. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) this is it. It's finally here. Uh, So, yeah. So I may order a a Super 3 for that reason alone. Just a cup holder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or should I patent a cup holder that you could clip onto a window but for the outside? You can... Get them. Don't tell me that exists already. Well, um, well, so in my Defender, I don't have cup holders. So I do have the ones you can clip onto the inside of the window. Oh, so you could just do it the other way around. But why not just do it the other way around? Oh, my God. They're like four quid off Amazon. Oh, my <laughs> Right. I will just open up on a new tab on my computer <laughs> that. Window cup window holders. Window cup holder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the problem is, if you put it in where you want it wrong, mm. like... I think mine's now in the um, like in one of the air vents, and then I've since got it stuck, oh. and so it's now there forever. Um, so you need to get it right first time. And what if you accidentally wound the window up? Would it end up <laughs> chopping the coffee cup off, and you just see it bouncing along the M40? You, you might only if you like wind the window down far enough that the the window goes past the lid of the cup, ah. and then you wind it up again. That pop the, the the lid off for you. Mm. But maybe that's like a it'll help you out. I see. Hmm. I feel like we've been talking about cup holders for we far have. too long. We have, we have, yes. But anyway, exciting news about that, Morgan. So yeah, go and use that configurator because it is brilliant. But also, we have been invited to the launch, uh, well, the press, the first press drives as well. So we will be having a go in that Super 3. I can't wait. Can we I have one wait. each and then we can go on a, like, a road trip? I think so. <gasps> Why not? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. I mean, the Morgan factory as well, it's based in one of the most beautiful driving areas, right on the edge of Wales. You've got the Malvern Hills. It's stunning. However, three-wheeler, no roof. Yeah. Wales, kind of place you might need a roof. Yeah. Why don't we go and pick it up and then just swing back into the... Morocco. (laughs) Swing back into Morocco. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that happening. But that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? It needs a hot, sunny climate. I think that. I was asked by one of the engineers... Um, he was very, very friendly and it was a great launch because the, the staff from the factory all came in and there were the engineers, there were the designers, there were people in the press office and everyone was kind of walking around and asking what we all thought. And um, one of them, who I think was a project manager on the engineering side, said, you know, would you buy one to me? And I said, well, quite honestly, probably not, but that's because I live in the UK. But what they're looking at doing for this new version. It's also going to be going over to the US. They've got the export license for the US now. People in California are going to buy these in the hundreds. Mm -hmm. My goodness me, what an amazing toy to have. Because for me, I think, like you've mentioned that motorcycle thing, it's all the inconveniences of of a motorcycle and a car, but then combined (laughs) into one. Um, So for here in the UK, as I am a motorcycle rider in the UK, 
we always wake up first thing in the morning and check the weather forecast and go, right, today's a bike day. As it is today, I've ridden in today mm-hmm. on a motorcycle. Uh, but However, if it you're, rains... However, your one thing you were saying about today, because I said, oh, you're not a bit cold today. Ah. And you said the only thing that was cold was your legs. In True. Morgan, you wouldn't have cold legs. True. True. So maybe you should be driving around in Morgan, not on the lovely bike you've been lent. Mm. Which actually, coincidentally, will lead us on to what I wanted to talk to you next, which is, um, yeah, we've been asked a few questions. <gasps> we have. Listeners' questions. Yes. <laughs> maybe we should have a jingle for this. <clears throat> listeners' questions. D-D-D-D. That was it. That was it. <laughs> uh, what did you think of that, dear listener? Write to us, podcast at drivenchat.com. Subject line, <laughs> Amy. Amy's jingle was, insert line. <laughs> or Amy, don't give up your day job. Jobs. Jobs, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we know we've been asking uh, what questions you may have uh, either for us directly or about car things or bike things in general. Mm. And one of the ones that um, that we can slide right in with this is what something that we have borrowed over the last year <gasps> that we... I forgot what the end of the question was. Oh, we I don't want to give back or we could have? This was one of the questions we had, wasn't it? I will find the question. Oh, I've just remembered. And oh. I, on my drive here today... Mm. Sorry, I think about Bentleys now. I saw a Bentley... I can't remember which one it was, towing a trailer with a DeLorean on the back. And I thought... That's pretty posh. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like a fancy Bentley. It was one of like a, I don't know, 90s or early noughties Bentley. So it wasn't like a brand new thing or like a oh. you know, blower or anything like that. And I just thought, that person, I want to know that person. What, like a Continental with a tow bar? Yeah. Blimey. I know. So if anybody listening knows who that person is, tell us. 100 points to you as well, the driver, for that. <laughs> Not points as in licence points, like <laughs> credit points towards um, prizes mm-hmm. that we'll invent. Yeah, so that question you mentioned there is from Matthew Pitts, who is also called Matthew Pitts Photography on Instagram. I think, I'm assuming I'm reading the right question here. If you could keep one car you've been in, in the past year, what would it be? Mm, been in. That means I'd, mm. I haven't had to drive it. Can just be in it. Ooh, yeah. good, good, good question. Interpretation there, Amy. Been sure. in a lot of cars. Go on then. What's Driven yours? Driven less. So um, the one car you could keep. It probably would be one that I have um, driven actually, mm. and it might be boring, but I think it'd have to be my Alpine A110, my dark purple one with the bronze really? wheels. Really? Yeah. God, you were really taken by that, weren't you? Yeah, re- absolutely loved it. Re- honestly, such a fun car. And I'm not usually wooed by modern cars at all. Mm. Because like I've been in like been in Blower Bentley, the old one, and the, the recreation, for example, on, on shoots. So mm-hmm. I haven't driven it, but been in it, so that counts for the question. However, I wouldn't necessarily, as we've talked about the Morgans already, wouldn't necessarily go out and drive it all the time. And, you know, I just think for a daily, uh, honestly, like a bulk standard daily driver, the A110 would be such fun mm. for all the stuff in the boot that I need and have a wonderful time whilst driving around. Quite an expensive daily driver though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting to just have this. This is what the question... True. The, you're quite an expensive daily driver. I've just talked about bloody blower Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cheap option. True, um, True. Yeah. yeah. There have been other things that have either ridden or like driven for a bit, but... No, that was the one that I was the most impressed with. And I mean, or, or generally a Bentley Continental would be really lovely. But no, the Alpine, I think, is for me the, the thing. Mm. Those Continentals are good. I did that Bentley Sunrun video with the oh, yeah. Continental GT Speed. That was like a, 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 what blue was that? That was like a... Oh, I don't know what the exact colour was. It was very light blue, almost baby blue. It was a baby blue, yeah. Probably wouldn't blue. be my own spec, <laughs> nor would it be convertible. But 
you just can't grumble about a Bentley Continental, mm-hmm. can you? They're just so good. They are good. So the sound good. system is insane. And then yeah. when you put on the like the massaging seats and you've got a really nice sound system, even if you do have the roof down and it's like nighttime, it's a little bit cold and you've got mm. a woolly hat on and you've got like the, the neck scarf and you've, oh, it's all of the feels. Really, yeah, mm, nice. Good, good car. So you're picking the Alpine. Yes. Yep. What am I going to pick? I... You've had a lot of BMWs. I have had a lot of BMWs <laughs> the past year. The two standout ones for me, I drove the M4, which I was a bit underwhelmed by. Already moaned about that on the podcast before, but you can read my article on the drivenchat.com website, which I think I headlined, oh no, the new BMW M4 has made me a bit sad. <laughs> and if you want Catchy. to find... If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. Great for URLs. Um, if you want to read why, you can, drivenchat.com. Uh, forward slash words and then uh so i was i thought that was going to be like a highlight car for me and it just wasn't um uh, not long after that i drove the bmw x7 oh what a car seven x's super super big big super 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 it's super so big. big you've driven an x7 as well you went I to have. scotland, I went to in, scotland one. in one wait no what did a i car. did i go to scotland yes i did go to scotland there yes i did what a car it is good what a car utterly Obscene. I feel like all the cars we're talking about here are very top tier money. Are you, uh, yeah, daily drive an Alpine. <laughs> Buy an X7. They're only a hundred grand. Um, yeah, no, that for a car that I wasn't expecting to love as much as I did, because mm-hmm. I don't understand SUVs. They just don't make any sense to me at all. The vast majority of them are just a bigger, taller, wider version of a already very good car, like a C Class or a 5 Series BMW. Uh, the X7 is a Taller, wider, longer version of a 7 Series, which is already a huge car. Mm-hmm. So everything about me, before I got this car delivered, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a gimmick and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> and I'm going to drive it around the Cotswolds where it won't fit and it's going to be painful. And I think within maybe 12 hours of getting it, I was like, oh God, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. I had the same feeling, it wasn't in the last year, so I can't count it, with the Mini Countryman. When I got oh, really? that for about, I got to borrow that for three months. It was a long-term loan. And when it arrived on my driveway and it pulled up next to my Classic Mini, and I was just like, this is the reason why Classic Mini owners do not like new mm. Mini owners for, you know, for this car that has arrived on my driveway. This brilliant car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was, admittedly, it was a John Cooper Works version, but within, I think it was, again, about 12 hours, because I've got into it thinking this will just be a nice daily driver for for a bit and, you know, I'll, I'll take some pictures and whatnot. Mm. Honestly, fell in love. If you are a family person and you think, I just want to be able to strap the kids in the back, get the dog in the boot and still have a really good drive when I'm on my own, then for me, that that would have been the car. Mm. So some of these cars are surprising. I love it, though. I love it when that happens, when you get into a car that you're not that excited about. Yeah, we as sort of journalists we're very lucky we get given press cars to try and a lot of the times you get really excited about certain things or you're just like oh that'll be nice for a week i'll poodle around in that and for me the m4 was a oh my goodness this is going to be brilliant and i was kind of like oh no uh, whereas the x7 i thought i'll poodle around in that for a bit and i just did not want to give that that car back but that wouldn't be my car choice i would it not for the, no no it'd have to be the m5 uh, the m5 competition what a car <laughs> it is as i titled that article the ultimate everything um just because it does everything that i'd ever want a car to do not cheap again i know but for a car that has a massive boot enough seating for all of your adult friends the ability to 
outdrive most GT cars on a circuit with premium sound system, with massaging seats, with heated leather. I just an absolute masterpiece of a car and that is yeah all thanks to partridge bmw the wonderful dealership very lovely who, also lent me the the x5 they lent you the x7 yeah. didn't they x7 yeah. even i think uh, it was an x5 can't remember no you were in an x7 it was it was the big one was it it was the big beast you know more about what i've borrowed than i do i know <laughs> it's scary yeah no the uh yeah partridge those lovely people they, they're they're the guys that set us up with these lovely cars so um thank you yeah if you want to yeah if you want to read those articles go and have a look at the website if you want to buy one go to partridge and buy them. <laughs> they're really nice is there any car that you've borrowed over the last year that you were disappointed by yeah, well, are we, the allowed M- to, are we allowed to talk about that? We might not of get the cars again. Well, no, I mean the M4 is is the main yeah. one, just because it was it was so underwhelming, and I won't I won't harp on again about why it was so sad. But yeah, you can read the article and it'll tell you. Um, other than that, and it was yeah, and I don't want to. I'm not saying it was a terrible car because it wasn't a terrible car. It's a fantastic car. It just wasn't representative of what I would class a M car of say ten years previously to be, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, other than that, no. Uh, I've been very lucky. Modern cars are just good, aren't they? That's the problem. There isn't. There's yes. no such thing as a rubbish car anymore. I, I was slightly disappointed. I will tell you my disappointment. Oh yeah, please do. Because I was expecting so much more. Oh. Would have been the Aston Martin. I want to say Vantage, Vanquish. Which one's that one? Which one? Wait, the our track one or the no. DB11? No, it definitely Vanquish. began with a V. Vanquish. It must have been a Vanquish then. Can't remember the top Vantage. of my head. Vantage. 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 <laughs> one of them oh no yeah i just i was maybe the problem was i borrowed a bentley the week before and the quality difference i was a bit disappointed in Mm. i was hoping for more from at least an interior point of view from aston martin but if they want to change my mind i will happily borrow (laughs) another one (laughs) hi jess Um, happy to get that yeah the one around the track one in that was wicked fun yeah that was totally well that was advantage that was Maybe. the Vantage F1 edition. I'm going to have to look back at it and, and yeah. find out which one it was. I'll let you know in the bio below. Yes. <laughs> the capital letters. Amy's Aston was a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, right, another question. Um, James. James Griffin, otherwise known as Griff. I know Griff. Griff. We've walked around uh, many a Goodwood event together, slagging off cars that we don't <laughs> like. Um, James says, you can have your dream car or dream bike, but not both. Which is it and what is it? Firstly, do you have a dream car and a dream bike that you can just pick off the top of your head? I'm going to have to really think about this. I do not have a dream bike, so it would have to be a dream car. Because the thing about bikes is that you can fit so many in a small small space. You're never forced to have to think about that question. You just think, right, here's my one car parking space. If I really kind of shuffled them together i could fit six six mm. bikes in this one little car parking space so no i just think i'd have a, a range i think i'd have a decade by decade bike so let's start off from okay. the 1930s motorcycle and then 40s 50s if well, i've got 60s okay. and 70s but that's not gonna work no it's not so what's your car oh, probably i've spoken about it before on the podcast volvo p1800 Oh yeah, I think they're it's a cool. Sweet little thing. I yeah. saw one yesterday in brown. Did you? Oh, delighted. Brown. You no, like good. brown cars, though, don't you? I love brown cars. Who weird doesn't love brown cars? I'm putting my hand up. Oh. <laughs> it's brown's weird. No, no, no. Brown. Brown cars are brilliant. Certain shades of brown, like you get the chocolatey coffee colours. They are. They bring out the lines in a way that silvers and blacks and blues don't. 
Really? Oh, just magical. I'm going to I'm going to Google now, or shortly after we've recorded this, I will show you a similar colour. I should have taken a photo of it. You should. Parked up very close to where you live, actually. Mm. Um, so you're going for a Volvo P1800, P1800. I think. Yeah. Good, good choice. It's, real, it's realistic. There's, a, but there's, there's actually a, a, a chance of an ambition that I could one day own one mm-hmm. of them. Like, whereas you think about things like, you know, blow Bentley Z-types, whatever. If I won the lottery, maybe I'd win. I'd get one in the future, but True. it's not. It's too like too far removed from my reality. Unattainable. 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 That's the word. What about you, John Marker? Uh I do. I think I have a dream bike. Um, do you? Uh, is it red? Yeah. I thought it would be. Is it Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it Does it rhyme with? Mufati. Mufati. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd love. I would absolutely love more than anything in the world a uh, Ducati Panigale V4R. Um, however, that that is my dream bike. Would I choose it over the car? No. Um, for all those reasons of inconveniences of owning a motorcycle, I would absolutely love one. But yeah, if I had to pick between a dream car and dream bike, I'd go for the car. And for me, Ferrari F40. Really? I said it before, I'll say it again. For me, it's exactly the same age as me. It was released at Ge- in Geneva, 1987, a few months before I was born. Therefore, we're the same age. We have the same... Um, I'm talking about it as if it's a person. <laughs> We've got the same attitude and outlook on life. It's like when people are, who are slightly psychotic who see celebrities and they're like, if I just met that celebrity, they would fall in love with me. I just know it. Sort of. It sounds like you would find that with the F40. Sort of, except the only major difference is we'd be equally disastrous. So rather than it being, <laughs> I would meet that car and we'd join in unison to be a wonderful, um, what's that lovely Japanese term where it's horse and rider combined as one? I have no idea. A paid on the Rotax? I don't know. I'll, I'll write it in the comments below. Um, the uh, But yeah, I, Ferrari F40, similar to me, it can be blisteringly fast at times, also very unreliable. Uh, it can be a bit laggy, like me. Um, it's a bit uncomfortable, like me. But just as a package of exciting things, I occasionally can be exciting to listen, I promise. Um, it's Yeah, that'd be it. So for me, yeah, I'd wave goodbye to the bike. I'd nod in a salute as it went off for its Viking burial, but I'd get into my <laughs> F40. I'd be very happy with that. If you lived somewhere like Portugal, would your answer be different? Uh, good question. Uh, would my answer be different? No, I don't think it would. The F40 is just so special for me. It's, so, it's the only car. If I go to a car event, which I do a lot, and you see a lot of really, really, really cool cars... You become very blasé, don't you, when you go to loads of these events? Because you're like, oh, that's cool, McLaren F1. Or, oh, that's cool, brand, you know, old Zagato Aston Martin or something. For me, every time I see an F40, it just, I become five years old again. (laughs) Really special. Really, really, really special. Oh, I would love to see you do, like, the the train man thing and just, like, attach... Francis Bourgeois. That's it. I'd like you to attach, like, a little GoPro wide angle. Well, oh, I was just just imagining, like, you walking up to one or something. But, yeah, driving one around. If you've got to have track day, oh, because I have seen, like, onboard footage of you driving that smart around track and the way you come alive on a track is really <laughs> adorable so to see that <laughs> wide angle <laughs> of your face well f40 uh, around a track so are you saying amy if, if there's anyone listening that happens to have an f40 that they might invite us to go along and i might be able to drive it with a gopro strapped to my head as long as a gopro is strapped on your head <laughs> I, I think that, that if there's any listeners out there that is thinking yes i have i can fulfill this man's dreams then uh please do get in touch yeah, and say do. Subject, John, I can fulfill you. I can fulfill you. (laughs) 
you fulfil your dreams. Uh, yeah, because unlike your Volvo, pretty unattainable for me. Yeah. They're basically a million quid now. Which is that is, how much they are now? Yeah, yeah. What about if you get a really knackered one? That just that, no. no. There's no knackered ones. They're all brilliant. (laughs) The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Right, I feel like we need to fire through some more of these questions. Oh, actually, on the subject of emails, I want to say a very quick thank you to two people that emailed a few weeks ago. Um, I'm opening my emails on my phone. Callum McCubbing. I hope I've said your name. I think I have. McCubbing. That's a that's a good name. Um, And Richard, 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 Richard Fitton Perkins. Both of you have emailed me. Uh, one of your email subject lines is John, you idiot. Uh, and the other one from Richard is John, you're in brackets, not an idiot. Which Ooh. I thought was very kind. Both of these emails, at the point of receiving them, I forgot that I had asked people to get in contact and tell me what on earth the two-digit numbers meant on the back of the new Audis. Uh, both Callum and Richard have got in contact very, very big in depth. They weren't the only ones. There were other people that also emailed um, without calling me an idiot either way, uh, but showing me what it actually meant, the Audi. So thank you to everyone that has rep- responded. But to Callum and Richard, who both put some time and effort into their email, I uh, I do pre- appreciate it. Callum it also included a link um, to a, a website that breaks everything down. Uh, but yeah, anyone else that was wondering what on earth the uh, numbers meant, and this of course refers back to the podcast that we recorded a few weeks ago with Becky Evans, Queen Bee. She'd got an Audi press car with badge number on the back. So 2530354T455505060070. That wasn't the whole badge number. No, that's those are individual <laughs> badges. Uh, it's complete tosh and nonsense, as we suspected. It relates to nothing beyond the power output, but doesn't refer to the specifics of the power output. It basically means if you've got an Audi with 7-0 written on the back, you've got the most powerful one. If you've got one with 2-5 written on the back, you've got the least powerful one. It's the... It's very confusing. And it is no relation to engine size or... Nothing. I will read you what Richard wrote to me, which is, Hi John and Amy, the Audi engine naming scheme is indeed very silly. It's an increasing scale of power levels that's basically meaningless. Excellent terminology. Oddly enough, the man who devised the system left Audi just before it was implemented. That's like... So there you go. <laughs> Lol, leaving. Could you imagine? I'm just going to stir up this big pot of absolute nonsense. Just going to throw that on the floor like a bucket of paint and ah, uh, good luck with that. Bye. Yeah. Bye. So yeah, um, it's complete nonsense. Um, that said, mm-hmm. Audi are very kindly sending me an RS3 in a week or two. <laughs> So, what numbers on the back of that? I have one? no idea. I'll okay. let you know as soon as it arrives. But I'm excited. That's going to be our first Audi press car. So I'm very, very, very much looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to do a lovely video. I've started writing my script for the video already because I, I, I know it's going to be brilliant. Um, and yeah, the super powerful little hot hatch. That's going to be fun. So uh, yes, uh, Audi, your numbering system is confusing and vague. However, thank you very much for arranging the press car for me in a few weeks. I can't wait to drive that and more. Uh, so that's that. All right, let's go back to our questions that we got on Instagram. I'm going to pick one for you now, Amy. Okay, and then I'll pick one for you. Do, 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 I know do, the one do, I'm going to pick for you. Oh, gosh. Uh, right, I am going to say that... I'm going to see if I can come up with the one you were going to ask me. <laughs> that would be mean. What's the sketchiest... Oh, that was mine! <laughs> <laughs> this is from our friend Yaz. Thank you, Yaz. What's the sketchiest experience you've had in a vehicle? Driving or being driven or not even... All of the above. A car. Go for it. Whatever. Um, 
A sketchy swan would be doing a loop loop in a pit special aeroplane and then having the <clears throat> engine stall when we were facing the heavens ah. and then having to fall out of the sky yeah. to restart the engine. That'll do it. That, that was pro- quite scary. Um, <laughs> I can imagine it would be. Yeah. yeah. No, other than that one, I've not had too many scaries. Um, many things where you kind of trying to squeeze down a little country lane and I'm in like a Ferrari California tea and it's really wide and there's potholes and Ferrari have told me that it'll be a 400 pound wheel if I curb it. Mm. So that was, they, they, they were probably the two sketchiest. Okay. <laughs> what I was hoping you? for a bit more jeopardy, but no, that's fine. No. Not, oh no, I'm going to have to pay 400 pounds for a wheel. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, falling out of the sky in a plane wi- is Yeah, falling out of the sky in a plane was, yeah. Um, my pilot said that he had uh, landed on a fire uh, three times. So I, I Landed on fire on or f- a fire? On fire. Oh, I was going to say, he's a very bad pilot. He's landing on fires. <laughs> he's just like, look, a fire, let's land. <laughs> Barbecue. Oh, no, I'm on fire. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think planes are probably the, yeah, the things that have had the most scary things in it. I've not had oh, too many enough. scary car things, um, mm. which is surprising because I do drive around this country a lot. Yeah. Um, no, like even on, you know, when you when I did my, my, my track days and my single race that I've done and then you know rear end slides out a bit and you're like and then that's about it yeah. it's not then you catch it again it's fine so no I've, I've so far touch wood been pretty uh, pretty looking Fair what about enough. you sketchiest vehicle uh, it's a tricky one because there's been loads of silly loads. naughty crazy incidents on racetracks but they always feel quite safe because even mm. when you think oh no it's all gone wrong and I'm hurtling towards a pit wall or a <laughs> tyre wall you're just going to bounce off aren't you because you've got roll cages and harnesses and stuff um, I've done a bit of green laning where a couple of times I've thought oh this is where I die <laughs> um, one of those happened in Germany in a Suzuki SJ and we got right to the top I was with my friend Will and we got right to the top of this crest bear in mind this was a, a, a dedicated off-roading centre that give you these cars. They were so ropey. In fact, I might as well say it because I don't think they exist anymore. If there's anyone listening that, like me, used to go to the Nürburgring about 15 years ago, 12, yeah, 12 to 15 years ago, there used to be an off-roading park on the site at the Nürburgring. And they would, honestly, throw... It was the least German thing ever because they'd throw you the keys to these Suzuki SJs and they'd basically say things like, uh, don't do anything that's going to break the drive shafts or the half shafts, because um, otherwise we'll make you pay twenty euros for them. <laughs> so of course you're there, like, is this is this legit? Like, are we actually <laughs> doing this? And yeah, I went with a big group of friends. One of my first ever trips out to the Nurburgring, we decided to do this uh, because the circuit was closed for the afternoon. And uh, yeah, I remember getting to the top of this crest. And you know what it's like when you're green lane, you get to the very top of a hill, you start to go down, you can't see the road ahead of you, mm-hmm. you don't know where it's going. And the, the car landed at an angle that was so unfamiliar to what landing on a road should feel like. Bear in mind, we're crawling over the top here, we're not flying over. Um, and I looked at my friend Will as we both had exactly the same thought, which is, oh God, we're about to roll down this mountainside in a Suzuki SJ from the 1980s that has no roll cage whatsoever. <laughs> and I remember at the point that we kind of got the balance back and we sort of trundled our way down in a bit of a flappy, panicky way, got to the bottom of the hill, and I looked over to my left at Will and he looked back at me and I said, did you think we were going to die then? And he looked back and just plain as day, this is a, this is a friend that I have known since we were toddlers, looked back at me and went, yeah. <laughs> so that I still think to this day, I was probably only about... 18, 19 when we did that and I had no prior off-roading experience at all. Wow. Uh, so yeah, nearly dying in a 1980 Suzuki SJ. Off-roading, even though you're going really slow, can actually be 
proper sketchy. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, you and I went off-roading with the Defenders, my Defender, and then we borrowed oh, a new yeah. Defender. And oh, that hill, what was it called? Dunlop Hill, Dunlop hill in that was Wales. Horrible. That was probably the ha- hardest off-roading <sighs> thing I've ever done. I just... Pfft, I got stuck. At, I remember I got stuck at one point. <laughs> then I was just like, I started to not panic. Panic's the wrong word, but I just thought, if I'm stuck on this, I, we really are screwed. Because when you do these green laning, it's not like you can just get a tractor up some of these places and just get towed out. You know, th- these are you are stuck. And so I just remember turning around to you with my head out the window, <laughs> saying, "John, I can't do it." And then you just said. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, it was. It I was, was like, okay, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hill. I don't know if if we were even really allowed to drive that hill because it did say not passable by motor vehicles or yeah. something like that, which I think is a generic. It just means the local council say we're not going to pay for your car if you crash it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, correct me if be. I'm wrong. Yeah, because you've got um, yeah, you have like your byway maps and you yeah. can actually go and turn along these things. But yeah, but that, um, that yeah. hill was, and we didn't do that justice in the video, the defender <laughs> video that we put up. We did include footage from the hill, but we were all me in the new defender, you in your defender, our camera crew that we had there. We were all so terrified that we were definitely <laughs> going to die that I don't think we actually remembered to go. Oh, did we? Document the fact that we all thought we were going <laughs> yeah. to die. There was some GoPro footage that we couldn't use of me in the car um, just continuously saying the F word. <laughs> I wish we could have just used it and just beeped you I every time. I wonder if I have it. I might have it somewhere. If I, if, if I have it, if I can find it, I don't know if I have it or the old production guys would have it. If I can find it, I'll put it on our YouTube channel, which will be, yeah, the behind the scenes of Dunlop Hill, and it would be me just going... <laughs> Beep, 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 yeah. So when you, like, panic slightly, are you a swearer? Oh, God, yeah. I swear for all occasions. Really? It's a miracle that we do this podcast. It's not explicit. It's, I swear like a fishwife, just constantly. It's just, that's just the way that I talk. But I like it. Stephen Fry once said that it's a trait of honesty. Those that swear often tend to be more honest people. I did hear that, yeah. So, yeah. Oh God, yeah, no, I was, I was, the air was blue <laughs> in that lovely Defender 110. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I go silent. When I'm, when I'm really like thinking, oh, this is a bit mm. sketchy here, I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I throw together sentences of swear words that would never usually be structured. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, you're going to have to bleep this, but it's things like, <laughs> doesn't mean anything. I think the favourite one I've got at the minute in my household is, how is that even? How is that even possible? Uh, Sorry about all the beeps. It is possible, but it's disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> uh, right. Next question. Oh, I am going to pick out from. I looked at the. Is your brain doing the same thing as mine? I'm looking at the list, and I. Oh, got it. You're only allowed to snack. Oh yeah. You're only allowed one snack for a road trip. What do you? Choose. I would like to hear our listeners' choices of these as well, Snacks, because I yeah. think this would be a really. There's a lot. There's a lot of talk. You can have a long talk about this one qu- mm. question, because like, do you go? For, you can't go for something too sweet. Like you know, the, the initial go-to might be something like Werther's Originals. That was always the the, mm. the the apparent classic road tripping snack. Really? Yeah. You know, mm. I don't remember that the adverts when the granddad used to take the kid out and on a road trip. Maybe not on a road trip. He was sat in an armchair in front of the fire. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one of them was like a bit of a, a driving one. Maybe I'm probably wrong with that one. I don't know. But, but you know, okay, you know when you used to go into old people's cars when we were kids? Yeah. And we used to have that little gold tin 
of those like sugary Simpkins. hard. Is that what they are? I'm sure they were called Simpkins. I'm Googling it. I used to get With so covered dis- in powder. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So disappointed. I'm like, what are these tin is of it, crap? Do you know what? If it is actually Simpkins, then I've definitely got a, a photographic memory. <laughs> They're called Simpkins Travel Suites, and I've not seen a tin of those <laughs> since they sat in the centre console of my mum's yes. chocolate brown Ford Cortina when I was about five <laughs> years old. And I, my, honestly, I've got a photographic memory. It's confirmed. Simpkins Travel Suites. Very well done to you and your photographic wow. memory. Look but at those. I wouldn't you can choose still buy those. them. Can you? Yeah, I'm going to get some. Oh, don't. You can get a pack of four. Yeah. Simpkins Travel Tin Selection four pack, nine ninety nine on Amazon. But Tropical fruit, citrus, no. lemon, and sour cherry. Mixed fruit, forest fruit, coffee flavored. No, thank you. They've also uh, Simpkins all natural, tried and tested hangover drops. <laughs> I love that. Two pounds forty nine. <laughs> Are they called like? Travel. These are these meant to be travel suites. Is that what they're called? <laughs> Having That's hangover a good point. drops. Yeah, they are. They are the Simpkins travel suites since nineteen twenty one. So when you hop in your car, hungover, you should not be driving. Yeah, you shouldn't be driving. When <laughs> but if you are not in the mood for driving, you could get from your centre console the the gold tin. <laughs> and yeah, uh, all natural glucose drops blended with fruits of the forest, natural flavourings, and ginseng extract for a truly welcoming pick me up. Two pounds forty nine. Well. We've picked and up a So, um, did we answer the question? No, we didn't. We, right. So, we, 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 we basically, we had a very quick discussion about this before we hit record. Mm. Um, and we both came to the conclusion that I think they've got, it's got to be something fairly bland, but salty, but not too salty. Mm-hmm. And so, John Marker, I think you will have a lot of love for your answer. I agree. Pombez. Pombez, good choice. I used to do a lot of driving in France, like monthly, because my old company, we had half of our business was in France. And I would only allow myself to buy Pombears in France. And that would involve a drive down to Portsmouth or Southampton, across on the ferry, dock in Somalo or Cannes, and then we would drive on to wherever we were going. And I would always go to the first petrol station and get a pack of Pombears. Utterly brilliant for a car drive. Very, very good choice. Thank I you. probably would have chosen Pombears had I not answered the question first mm-hmm. and said Pringles. Fair. Multiple crunch. I mean, the hardest thing is when you when you are driving, trying to like kind of you shouldn't be trying to take your hand off the wheel for that no. long to put your hand right into the, the tube we all know if you've got Depths, fat hands like me and me you you can't you can't get your hand into the no. tube very well you have to do the double hand tubey tubey shake yeah. or you pick up the tube and try to put them in your mouth but then you either get one <laughs> or you get half or you get 18 pringles i just love the idea of you <laughs> he, he, he have this, this tube of pringles just like chugging away yeah. at pringles. it's a very accurate vision of my <laughs> me driving a car just chomping away at whatever comes out of the, yeah. the sprinkle and then towards the end of the tube you always get those like quarters which go straight <laughs> to the back of your throat and jab you in the <laughs> it's a bad idea it's i don't advocate eating pringles whilst driving or anything uh, in fact we don't advocate anything no, no. Of any just nothing this but this is the 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 snack that obviously you have if you're a passenger oh also jaff cakes Good. They're, oh. they're not too sweet. Yeah. But you can still munch them like a few. So another hark back to my uh, my love for the French um, auto route snack system. The French have their own version of Jaffa cakes called Pims. Okay. P-I-M-M-S. Any relation to the alcohol? No. Oh, that would be nice. No, they don't. No, no. <laughs> but they do like an orangey flavour. It's a Jaffa cake. Okay. It looks like a Jaffa cake. It smells like a Jaffa cake. It tastes like a Jaffa cake, except it's slightly better. Okay. And there will, again, there'll be people at home going, yep, 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 yep. I've driven through France. I've got myself a packet of Pims. They're brilliant. So, yes, we're in agreement. 
Oh, we are. Salty based snack. Yes. Followed up with a cake slash biscuit. Mm, yes, but again, not too sweet. Has to be. Not too prevalent. sweet. Ginger biscuits, also good. Also, did you know that ginger helps alleviate nausea? So if you were feeling a bit rubbish on your car journey, if you're a passenger, then, because they also, you know, if you're like pregnant and stuff, they always say, have some ginger, or if you're feeling a bit poorly, have some ginger. Ginger biscuits, good go-to. This is, this is invaluable, invaluable information. Well, I mean, did you ever used to get, did you ever used to get like car sick as a kid? Or even as a a grown-up? No. It's this thing, I'm I'm the sicky kid that Mm, struggled. I can see that, actually. (laughs) Imagine it's, that. It's, you should imagine me as a, as a child. You've got an older, older brother or younger, younger brother? brother? Younger brother. I bet oh, younger he was sickier. Like, oh, oh no, he, was sickier sickier. Than me. Uh, he was sickier than me. I yeah. could imagine him being the unsympathetic brother like <laughs> I would have been. Going, oh, no, I, I won't go into details, but I was the one that Thank could at you. least warn my parents. And he was like, oh, oh, screw no. this. <laughs> it's Chunda time. <laughs> oh, we, we had, did anybody, did you, I bet you, if you weren't a sicky child, you wouldn't have had this. You have like the travel sick bowl. That goes with you in the, no. <laughs> the back seat. No, I don't want to talk about vomiting in the car anymore. I'm not. Uh, no. I'm sure I'm not my own with this. Uh, well, dear Maybe listener. Maybe I am. Um, let us know. Did you grow up with a, a podcast at drivenchat.com uh, subject line, I had a sick bowl in my car. People, you know, you go to like, I've been to a party before where she, she's had like a sick bowl under her bed because she goes out she used to go out drinking so much you know like partying there was one that always stayed under her bed it was this most beautiful like name and shame that friend right now name and shame that friend I've not spoken to her for years oh my god but it's the most beautiful carved out wooden bowl like a like a bedpan from the Victorian era but it's for chunder literally yeah right (laughs) that's enough chunder we've done two minutes of chunder chunder don't use the word (laughs) oh John Marker um Jared, Jared says, uh, who are your favourite rising content creators in the automotive space? I've added some words to your question there, Jared, but Ooh, that's um, the gist of it. I don't know. Oh. Sorry. Photographers, bloggers, vloggers, writers. I'd have to. You can say me if you like. I don't mind. It's you, John Mark. Oh, Amy, you <laughs> didn't have to say that. <laughs> I, I think it's because I can't, tend to only follow photographers. And then because of Instagram's stupid algorithm yeah. and then forget who they are, all are and yeah. so um i follow loads of people and especially like some younger photographers especially mm. and i think wow you are gonna take my job in 10 years i better start thinking mm. about something else to do and fantastic skills yeah. um if i remember who they are i will have maybe we do like a little driven chat shout out to some of the people that we think are really awesome because i would like to do that and it's think a very difficult question. question to answer actually isn't it because there are so many now um, I met an eight-year-old automotive photographer the other day called Ollie, and he was ever so sweet. And I just thought, you are going to go far because you are passionate and you want to do this. There you go. It's Ollie. That's your answer. There you are, Ollie. Ollie is the, the, the kid that inspires me. There we are. Oh, lovely. I hope Ollie's listening. <laughs> Ollie, if you are, just comment on something in Instagram. Say, I'm Ollie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get your mum and dad too. Or the old yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, Who would be yours? Um, YouTubers, I real, I still really like my good friend Joe Achilles. I really enjoy watching his videos. Mm-hmm. I think he is the perfect crossover now of YouTube influencer, which I know some people don't like that word, but um, YouTuber who airs on the side of journalism. Joe, like me, is not a trained journalist. We didn't go to university and study journalism, but we can pedal a car and we can narrate and comment on what's good and what's bad about a car. And I think Joe just does it lovely. Does it brilliantly. Um, so, yeah, as a YouTube, from the YouTube front for uh, content creators, it's it's Joe. And, I mean, he's, I say, kind of up and coming. He's kind of 
nailing it now. He's doing really well. Um, but from a, I want to shout out to another photographer, actually, Jake Borum. Yes, he's ri- if I had yes, I would. I'm going to join buddy up with you on that one and there say yes. Go. Jake Borum is fantastic, um, yeah. and also a bloody lovely guy. Is he? Yeah, I can't remember if I've met him. I'm sure I have. You have, have at I? the Shelsley Walsh Hill Climb. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, Jake. Uh, I think that's where I met him first. Um, yeah, utterly brilliant. There are so many, and I don't want to say. I know that there will be loads of photographers that I talk to on a regular basis that go, "Hang on, you didn't say me." Um, there isn't. You're all absolutely brilliant. But yeah, from the front of just somebody that's really passionate and creating some great stuff, I'm very impressed with Jake. Uh, Will Aaron's as well, actually. Will oh, Will Aaron's a fantastic yeah. guy. Yeah, really, so passionate and seems to be able to be everywhere all of the time. Yes, and he DMs me every other day, going, "Here's an idea for somebody for your podcast," which is very, very, very sweet. Um, so yeah, I haven't said one. I've said three: Will Aaron's, <laughs> Jake Borum, Joe Achilles, and Ollie. And Ollie, who I can't young remember. Ollie. Yeah, young Ollie. Um, um, I have a okay. I have a question for for you oh. now, which is which is not from me. It's from one of our from one of our listeners, mm-hmm. and we've kind of covered bits of it. So um, I've got bad eyesight, so I have to bring my laptop <laughs> to my face. Uh, Matthew Pitts Photography, who we've had a question from oh, already, yeah. he what? asked another question, which I quite liked. Um, your dream road trip with oh. your the dream car route co driver snack and album. So we've covered snack, Pombez. Yeah. That's an easy one. Um, but car, what? route, co-driver and album. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, let's go with car. Um, I don't know. I could give a really kind of heartfelt, teary-eyed response to this, or I could just be like, oh, I'd go with my mate Tim. Um, I will opt for the later. <laughs> um, I would love to go on a road trip I would actually say my mate Tim, because he's probably listening to this, Tim Hutton, who's recently moved over to Portugal for a bit, possibly forever. Uh, Tim and I used to do so many road trips together for various work activities. We both were writing for the same magazines, or we both worked at Gumball together. So we have done some mammoth, mammoth, I'm talking thousands and thousands of miles worth of road trips. Um, Tim is one of these brilliant people, and you'll know this if you're a regular road tripper. You will find there are certain people in the world that are great to drive with because you can have all the conversation you ever want to have and none. (laughs) And that is such a vital rule when it comes down to a road trip. The ability to say nothing at all Mm -hmm. is equally as important, if not more important, than feeling like you have to keep talking. It just, it's great. And also having trust in a driver so that if you have been driving, say, 500 to 1,000 miles a day and you need a sleep, you can do so without feeling like you might die because the driver <laughs> yeah. is awful. Uh, and Tim and I, I remember agreeing with Tim many, many years ago that, that was, uh, we, we shared that uh, mutual... Um, that lack m- of fear. Lack of fear and understanding <laughs> of we don't have to keep the conversation going. We can't just say bugger all for a bit and that's, uh, that's great. Uh, so I go with my good mate Tim and we'd have to mean something ropey and old. Um... I'd say let's go for a... His Mark It's a bit broken at the moment, isn't it? It is. It's coming to us at the workshop. It is coming to your your (laughs) lovely workshop to be fixed. Uh, No, I'm going to go for something old and 911 shaped. I'm going to go for a RS Carrera 1972. Very good choice. Very specific as well, isn't it? It is very specific. I like the way you like something like a 1972 Porsche Carrera RS. In white. Yeah, no. Yeah, so Pombez, Porsche... 911 Carrera RS. Route. Uh, we will be driving to uh, 
down the route Napoleon over the Alps via the San Bernardino Pass and Petit San Bernard into Italy for a pizza. Oh, there good go. choice. That was off the top of my head. Well, you've not even, uh, finally, album. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. It could be something you're loving at the minute or it could be an album that you've loved for forever. Ah. Oh. That's it's really hard because it's not really much of an, a music car. Um, I don't know, whatever Matt Monroe's on days like these was <laughs> on the album, because obviously we're driving over Petit Saint-Bernard, which, as many of our listeners will know, was the opening scene to the Italian job where the Mura was crashed into our JCB. So avoiding that bit of the scene. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no that, that would be it. That, whatever that album would be. Go on, Good Amy. answer. Uh, okay, so Dream Car... Oh my goodness, that's always the hardest one. Um, well, I'm going to go with my location first, my, 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 my route mm-hmm. that might inspire the car. Um, Scotland. I've done it loads of times. Oh, I would beautiful. continue to do it. I've never done the all the West Islands and the, oh, the Ad- Hebr- Hebr- Hebrides it's and all that. Bit. Is it? It's the best bit. Never done any of it. So I think I would go there. It's yep. also quite secluded. Leading on to my co-driver... <laughs> would be no one i would not oh my god i am i am especially in road trips i am a complete hermit i am like oh. i don't want anybody with me on a road trip i want to just i could maybe go with will my other half. maybe i could maybe I could maybe. <laughs> maybe go with my partner that i live with that is brilliant he i i think i think i could probably get away with going with him we, we spend quite a lot of time together but if that seems like a really boring obvious answer like but you are right you've got you've got to be so content with that person mm. um which you're and... obviously not with will your partner <laughs> i'm the most content with him than i am with anybody else <laughs> like i've chosen will over like my poor parents who i do love but i think like i'm going on a road trip with them in two weeks time uh round island actually mm. and it's going to be one of those where I th- i'm gonna have to say do you, m- do you mind if i put my headphones in for a bit or something or just go to sleep just <laughs> could i go to sleep for a bit yeah. um so yeah no on my own road tripping on my on, on your own i think is oh it's it's yeah it's you've got true. to be happy with yourself though you've got to be quite content in your own space mind and company yeah um if not i think it'd be really horrible um but no i, I lo- i've done it a couple of times loved it loved 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 loved, loved it so that'd be yeah on my own on my own what, yeah, an, answer. what an answer <laughs> with because the also the, leading on to the the other part of this question the album you can sing that album as loud as you want oh, that's to your true. heart's content and it doesn't matter if the person next to you is like oh can we skip this song i'm like no <laughs> i want the, the full <laughs> album um fair enough all right the I'll album give it to you. so just you and a mirror <laughs> that's no i don't want the mirror thank no, you okay. no no mirrors no um mirrors. but the me it's a good album so maybe i need to go for something like with a good sound system or just something that i'd have to wear like headphones with um album i really 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 love either the black keys they did an album called oh i think it was called turn blue that was at least a song on the album and it's the whole thing is just beautiful brilliant or right now i'm really into a band called wet leg I don't know if you've heard them. Wet leg. Wet leg. No, they haven't. are, but they've not brought out an album yet. They've only got a few singles, and I love. <laughs> so when their album comes so out, it, oh, coming out in April. Um, <laughs> it's, it's honestly, I, it makes you feel alive, and I'm just 
Oh, anyway, I love oh, that. Album. Very nice. Okay, I did think of actually another very very good driving album. Oh yeah, Go uh, for me. Can we ha- can we actually make this? Please, let, dear listeners, I love drive. Not just me. I'm sure all of you love mm. driving albums and uh, drive music. We don't know enough. Like what your your answer is yeah, about to be, it, John. It depends on your taste of music, doesn't it? Because yeah. I might be able to. I, what I'm going to say, some people will go, "Oh God, yeah, brilliant band." Okay. But other people are like that's way too heavy for me. Well, I kind of like generally in the the terms of driving, you still are on the kind of the same mood, more moods. Mm. You know, you're either going to be like, "Yeah, life is great. I'm driving my car that I really love," or you're going to be like, "Hey, little nighttime driving, little Kandinsky nightcrawl kind of thing." You know, it's it's. You can kind of do a bit of both things. So I still think people should suggest to us what their yep, go-to driving album. I think it should be an album because that's harder than general songs. Because you can have loads Agreed. of great driving songs, but driving albums is going to yeah. be a thing. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. My driving album. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted. Um, songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age, oh. which came out when I was, I think, about 14. I might have got that completely wrong, but it's early 2000s when it came out. And the song that everyone knows from Queens of the Stone Age is called No One Knows. It's an absolute anthem. How does it go? Yeah, we get these pills to swallow. La, la, la. It's brilliant. It's a great, great song. But the whole album from start to finish is one of those rare albums where it should be illegal for anyone to skip or hit shuffle. You know how Adele yeah. took off the, shuff- the shuffle button? For her latest album. Do you know this? I did not yeah. know this. She took it off. She she got in contact with Spotify and said, don't you dare put a shuffle button on my album <laughs> because I've recorded this as a story and if you play it in the wrong order and it doesn't make sense. I like that. I, I like that too. This is the thing that I'm kind of frustrated now with things like Spotify is that... Um, you know, when you used to have to buy either your music on Apple Music or something where um, you'd either have to buy the individual songs at 79 pence or mm-hmm. a full album, quite often you think, I'm going to like a lot of these songs, I'll buy the full album. And then you do end up listening to them in the order that they were intended. Yeah. And you, after like the third or fourth listen, you're like, this is great. And you really follow what the what the artist was trying to go for. So I think this should become more of a thing. People can opt out of the shuffle button. It should be a thing, yeah. Vinyl, Opt that's what, the thing I was about to say. When we used to listen to songs of vinyl, you couldn't really skip things easily. No. Nope. Things used to be much more of a, a flowing thing. Yeah, you can enjoy the journey. Johnny Cash, his Folsom Prison Blues, listen to that on vinyl. The whole, you get to hear all the in-between chats, you know, between his, Ooh, his nice. songs. I just thought, I've only ever done it a couple of times, Game of Scrabble. Shows you what my Friday nights are like. But <laughs> it's it was a, such a different way to experience those tracks and i just thought this i would never have done this if, mm-hmm. it, if i hadn't listened to this on a vinyl player um love it i'm yeah. gonna listen to that that sounds good don't have a vinyl player anymore so um that's need okay to. <laughs> I, will, I will hold back from the shuffle button yes and you have to listen to songs for the deaf okay deal. queens of the stone age which right. i don't know if you'd like that actually maybe you would anyway <laughs> um i'm wondering now if we should perhaps wrap up because oh, we've been, talking, we've for been talking for an hour oh my we God. then factor in through the illusion of time and space the conversation that we had with uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny and Adam. Um, so that's a factor in. So this is now an hour and a half. Um, and so we're probably going to wrap up uh, with another 10 minutes of waffle. Um, so I guess that leaves us to say, <laughs> I need to go back to my show notes because I have lost them. Um, yes. Um, and we didn't talk about the motorbike. Okay. Which was a kind of a key point to this. Uh, but what I will say, actually, is we will talk about the motorbike in greater detail because next week we, you and I, Amy, are going to Baffle House in Wales where we're recording with all the Baffle House guys. Uh, we're celebrating their first birthday. And Baffle House, for those that don't know, is a motorcycle-centric 
meeting point. It's just beautiful on the uh, on the borders of Wales. Oh, it's in, into Wales in Monmouthshire. Uh, just incredible, beautiful, beautiful place to go riding. And all being well, weather per- weather permitting, we're going to rock up <laughs> on our bikes. Yes. Um, and we'll tell you all about them. Um, Royal Enfield is is what I'm getting at. So yeah, I've got a beautiful Royal Enfield bike uh, that I can give for a bit. I've not yet spoken to Royal Enfield, but I shall, and I'll figure out what I'm going to get. Royal Enfield (laughs) right now, and see if we can get you a bike for next week. Um, Yeah, and see if we can have a vague stab at what the weather might be as well. So yeah, you've got that to look forward to. So lots of bike content on next week's episode. you have got the gist through this episode, I think, that you uh, that we read your emails and we read your comments. So uh, we would like to do more of these. We are now fast approaching our 100th episode, which is blowing my mind. Uh, and I think for our 100th episode, we should do something very similar to this, perhaps get a few of our guests that we've spoken to before, um, just have a bit of a song and dance about it, really. So if you'd like your question answered, if you'd like to tell us a story, if you'd like to reflect on anything that you've heard in this conversation, perhaps you have a hilarious story about Simpkins travel mints that you'd like to share, uh, please feel free to send that in to us. Um, I love hearing about people's very early distinctive memories in cars. So for me, it's things like driving around in my mum's old uh, chocolate brown. Maybe that's where the obsession with brown cars came from. Chocolate brown uh, Ford Cortina. Uh, with a tin of Simpkins mints in the uh, in the centre console. Uh, those are very vivid memories. I'd love hearing about other people. So maybe you want to share your, your memories of a child and if you can somehow fit in, uh, not memories of a child, memories as a child. <laughs> that sounds like an album. Do you remember memories when you had a child? A child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This is a worry. <laughs> um, yeah, get your stories in. We love to hear them. We love to read them. Any additional questions? Maybe we haven't covered a question that you would really like us to answer. And it doesn't have to be about us and our experiences, but anything where you're thinking, I need to know what the answer to this is, such as what are the silly numbers in the back of an Audi? We can be yes. that collective. We will take it upon ourselves to answer. Mm-hmm. Ideally, ideally, let's keep it automotive related. <laughs> Somebody... <laughs> messages going i need some help with my quantum physics i'm not your guy but we would probably be able to find the guy i'll leave that to you all right i'll see what i can do i'm number phobic i can't do that but we're we're with the the world of engineers they love their numbers oh they do and we've got a lot of engineers that listen to our podcast we we could point the quantum physics question to to someone clever yes not us i agree i agree right (laughs) um Thank you, dear listener, for joining us this week. We will round off by saying I've started trickling this back into the recordings, as you will have noticed if you're listening week on week. Um, If you are feeling especially generous and you would like to leave us a review, or at the very least, follow, subscribe, and give a star rating via whichever platform you listen to, if you could do that for us... um, that would be great. It, it makes a huge difference. I mentioned it on last week's podcast and loads of you did it and it Thanks. gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Uh, you can even insult John if you give us five stars. So you could be like, no, five no, no, stars, don't. Don't do that. John is an idiot. <laughs> I will, I, we can no. definitely take that. Well, take it upon yourself, dear listener. I will judge you harshly and I will track you down. <laughs> I will um, chuckle. I will, yeah, Amy will find it hilarious. Um, but yeah, um, thank you to everyone that has done that, which is... Yeah, it's, it really does help. It shot us up to number six in the charts Yay. last week, um, possibly even higher, because, of course, as the week goes on, we tend to go higher and higher and higher. So, uh, yeah, on the, the exact time that we're reading this, we're number six in the charts, which is mad. Really, really cool. So thank you very much. Um, please keep those coming in. As I say, 
if you want to get in contact with the show with a question or a story or anything else you have a few different ways you can do it either slip into our dms on your preferred social media platform send us an email the email address you know it by now it's podcast at drivenchat.com alternatively if you head to our website drivenchat.com you will see we have a contact page there with a little contact box and some little drop downs and you can use that to get in contact with us and tell us anything you want us to know or ask us questions you want us to answer uh, all there drivenchat.com and of course on the website you've also got the ability to have a look at all the other things we do namely the articles we write the photographies the photographies we take take, the photographs we take (laughs) the videos we film uh, you've got the entire back catalogue of every single podcast episode so perhaps if you're listening this to this as your first ever uh, uh, introduction to the Driven Chat podcast firstly bloody hell you've got this far that's amazing well done um, secondly have a listen back to the back catalogue because you will find that every single week that we record we are with a special guest in some variety most of the time they are with us throughout the entire duration of the show this week has actually been a bit unusual hasn't it but mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it I don't I've enjoyed, you've it. enjoyed it I've very much enjoyed it you have enjoyed and it. I'd also like to call it can we call it the back catalogue back catalogue yeah. what on the website if you want yeah alright we're chatting away Back catalogue. The back. What so, do you mean? This episode? <laughs> no, just generally. You the you're back. talking about previous chats. The back catalogue. Yeah, or is it too right. much of a dad joke? It's a bit daddy, but oh, sorry. Uh, if you, dear listener, can come up with a better name for our back catalogue, I actually quite like it. I'm annoyed. He's just running off the door, yeah, isn't it? Now it works. Oh, God's sake! Right. <laughs> well, you can catch it all on the website, drivenchat.com. Nice, <laughs> nicely done. Um, also, we have adverts now. I hope that's okay. Uh, it's just that we've got so many listeners now that we're able to take advantage of that and actually make some money from it. We don't Hurrah. do the Patreon thing. And I know that a lot of our podcasting friends do, and I'm certainly not an attack on them. But for us, we've tried to keep this as organic and natural and flowing as possible. We've not paid for advertising and things to try and boost us. We, we've done all of this organically because we love doing it and we love bringing you these episodes and we are very lucky that we're able to get such special guests to come on with us each week and we are going to continue doing it for as long as we possibly can. Um, so yeah, whilst we don't do the Patreon thing, we have now started introducing adverts. So some of you around the world will be hearing advert breaks in these. I hope that's okay. You can always skip them forward with that little 15-minute forward button. Uh, Not 15 minutes. 15, 15 seconds. seconds. <laughs> Don't skip 15 minutes. That's a really I'll long destroy ad. the algorithm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope that's okay. Thank you, everyone, for enabling us to get to this stage because, of course, it does it, it does make a huge difference to us and our production values and other bits and pieces that we can do. Um, I think I've waffled enough. I think I said I was going to waffle on for an extra 10 minutes. So look at that. It's 8 minutes and 44 seconds well of done. additional waffle. Do you want to try and continue it for another one minute and 15 seconds? No. Okay. I feel like I've put the put our dear listener through enough. I'm sorry. Well done for staying this far. Well done for staying this far. If you have, then find our latest Instagram post, whatever it is, regardless of when you're listening to this. So if you happen to be listening to this on the day that it came out, this is the, the timing's obviously perfect, and it will make great sense to all of us that have access to our social media feeds. If you're listening to this in 10 years' time, and it's now 2032, then find the last thing that we commented or the last thing we uploaded on Instagram, if we're still around, if Instagram's still a thing, and write, gosh, aren't Simpkins travel suites lovely? or anything related to Simpkins Travel Suites. Um, Because we are still, to this day, 
getting comments on our Instagram feed when people saying, I love Laguna Seca Blue, Blue. M3s. Wow, that was like episode four. I think it was episode one. Was it? I think it was episode one. Yeah, I could be wrong. Somebody, a listener will know more than I do. But yeah, we asked for that. We said, right, go and find the last post that we put up and write, I love Laguna Seca Blue, M3s. And people are still doing it, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And for a, for a short period of time, we'd employed a new person to look after our social media who wasn't aware of the entire back catalog <laughs> and she was saying what does this mean and why does everyone keep saying it uh, so yeah I want you to confuse our future uh, our future social media managers that perhaps are still at school <laughs> um, with that so yeah thank you very much dear listener for listening I, this is it now we're, we're ending I promise I keep pausing to expect you to stop talking, but you carry on. It's fine. It's fact, lovely. I you mean, car- you can carry on. All no, you I'm going to finish. I'm going to. I'm going to zip my lips. I'm going to leave the closing statement to you, Amy Shaw. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not good at pressure. There we are. That's the closing statement. <laughs> See you next week. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow, you've made it to the end, the very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.